listening to KZAALP Santa Barbara 96.5 FM Gaza Radio only for play my team Yes. Yes. Hi. Yes. yes hi. Kevin from the car. Yes. Hi. This Kevin is Kevin from the car. Kevin from the car. Hi. Okay. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah. Okay. What do you got? First time long, uh, long time. Okay. Uh, just I wanted to touch on this kid, Joe Joe Scheiss. Right. Joe Burrow. I mean, he's got good. something special. Right. 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 He's got something special, and I saw right. it. He's good. He's a good player. I you mean, know, it reminds me of the old saying: If you think you can, and you and you or you can't. Right. You then you're writing whether you can or can't. When will all my hopes arise? How will I know him when I look in my father's eyes? My father's eyes. Yo, do we got Buffalo Grove on the radio station phone line right now? Hello, sir. BG's finest in the building. BG's finest. Dang, I can't believe I'm live on the radio with the grill guy right now. I can't believe I'm live with you, man. You're the star. Oh, don't even go there, man. Let's let's <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a humble counselor slash volunteer radio community programmer. You're an internet you're an internet sensation. Oh man, I owe it to people like you, so I appreciate I'm so I'm so happy to be on, man. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, let me let everybody, all the listeners know what's going on real quick. Uh, what's up to everybody listening on radio? We're live on KZAA 96.5 FM. And what's up to everybody streaming this episode? Um, I'm very honored, like I said. Very grateful to be joined now live with Kevin, the grill guy. How are you doing today, Kevin? What's up? I'm doing great. Thank you to everybody out there listening. I'm feeling great, man. I just uh, landed into LAX this morning. Had a little... Uh, Early morning, I know. Early mornings, let me tell you what. Um, but I'm feeling good. I got a couple of beverages in me, uh, obviously, because it's basically happy hour or, you know, Jersey time. It's seven o'clock. So, all right. On Jersey time. But we're feeling good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Came over from uh, work and I got, I'm heading over to a softball game after this. Oh, that's where it's at. Yeah. That's where it's... Sober um, softball. Funny story about softball. Uh, I joined a team this year. Uh, I thought golf was the only frustrating sport uh, around, but I went one for six in in softball. Ooh. In not even fast pitch, in slow pitch softball. <laughs> uh, so if there's something that humbles you, it's that. I'll tell you that much right now. For sure. I mean, you're a baller, though. You're, I hoop. I'm a hooper. You're a hooper, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, that's what I get for trying to play other sports. Like I'm not a golfer, but I'm trying. I'm not a golfer. And really I'm not even that much of a hooper, but <laughs> I like the that I am. So as long as we're staying active, man, that's all about it. That's right. That's right. Um, the slow pitch thing can throw people the big looping, uh, the big looping pitch, you know, can really throw people off. You know what it's like? It's like, it's like dangling a candy bar in front of you and knowing that once you go for it, it's going to get pulled out from under you. It's like, it's so slow pitch that it's like, you know, you're going to crush it. And even as much as you tell yourself, don't swing hard, don't swing hard, don't swing hard, just poke it, just poke it. Once it starts coming in, you're like, Oh, I'm going to smash this thing. And then you just pop it up. You pop it up to the right. Field. That's right. And you're like, okay. have you Dang. struck out yet though? No, I've never struck okay, out. Okay, that's good. So the that's first good. Game I, 
the first game I went five for six. And we played two games. So I went five for six on the day. And then they batted me lead off. Ooh. And I pressure's think the, on. I think the pressure got to me a little bit. <laughs> so I, I was just hitting them. I was just hitting it right. I'm a lefty, so I was hitting it right to the to the right fielder. It was just it was rough, man. It was it wasn't a good showing for me. That's all right. I mean, yeah, the, the slow pitch thing is weird. Um I definitely I'm a baseball player, grew up playing baseball. Um okay. Yeah. So it is the the in the the ball is freaking like a big old highlighter too, especially if you're playing at night. It's like it's coming at you, and you're like, oh yeah. Now do you, do you play with the hard the hard balls? You play with the slow pitch hard balls because we play with like rag balls in New York. Oh okay, no, these are uh, they're like the standard issue, the hard yeah. yellow softball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we don't play with those. So yours probably comes out off the bat much harder than ours does, but. Yeah, um, it does. I took a I took a ground ball. I play shortstop, and I took a bad hop ground ball off the off like basically the eyebrow last year and got ten stitches. Jeez. I know. And I'm like, what am I doing out here? This is like, like, <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I felt so stupid. But the, um, things, the things that we do as like grown ups to try to just hold on to like our glory days is really really interesting. <laughs> No, I'm with you, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you for sure. Um, so, are you? Where are you at? You at the hotel lobby bar right now, or what's going on? No, Ritz so Carlton. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, I'm actually at. Um, so, I work at this company, Doing Things Media, and they have like a WeWork space. So, I'm I'm in their WeWork space right now uh, in Culver City. So, uh, that's where I'm at. I came here uh, from from LAX. We got lunch. Like I said, we had a couple margaritas. So. You know, I know <laughs> I had, a, I also had the most, I'm sure, I don't know if you've had this experience. Um, I'm a nervous flyer, so I, I have to have a beverage, uh, I call them flight juices. <laughs> and, um, All right. so I ordered, I ordered my flight juice, which is, uh, Jack and club soda, except it was seven in the morning. And, Respect. oh gosh. And being on the, being on the window seat and having to screen your order over a family <laughs> at seven in the morning is just one of the most uh, humbling experiences uh, there is. And then, and but it, then I, she didn't hear me, so I had to say it twice. <laughs> oh, God. You did a and video I, about that. I did, and <laughs> and I relived it today, and my face turned beet red, and I'm like, this is why I do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No, I mean, that's one of my favorite things about all the videos you make is there. It's like real life stuff, you know, and you're just you just nail it for sure. Everybody's like, like, where do you come up with this? I'm like, I live this. This I just live this awkward, horrible moment. And I put them out to everybody. <laughs> uh, I thought you might have been coming into town. They're doing like a which I just heard this on the radio. The only reason I know they're doing like this big like it's called like VidCon or something. Yeah. It's like a. Is that what you're in town for? That's part of the reason I'm in town. So I'm 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 going to VidCon tomorrow, um, and then there's a an event that um, that our company is throwing uh, for uh, this show called Solar Opposites on Hulu. It's a season. It's like a season three screening. Um, so I'm out for that. So yeah, those are the two things I'm going to be doing. Grill guy should be headlining VidCon. <laughs> I got a while to go before I'm head, heading vid, VidCon. There's uh, there's some people in front of me on that. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate that, man. It's nice. That's cool, man. It's cool that you're out in California. Uh, have you spent a lot of time out here in Southern California? So uh, in 2015, 
in February of 2015 was the first time I ever saw palm trees. I came out of oh, wow. Southern California, saw palm trees for the first time, and I, I flew into John. Is it John Wayne in Orange John County? Wayne, yep. Flew into John Wayne. I rented a motorcycle, rode it up all the way through. I stopped in Hollywood, in West Hollywood, stayed with a friend, then rode it up to uh, Santa Barbara. That's where, then, we're, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, love Santa Barbara. My uh, my aunt and cousin used to live in uh, Carpinteria. Oh yeah, so, is that how you say it? Carpinteria, yeah, you got it, you yeah. nailed it. Carpinteria, and then uh, and then I rode it all the way down to San Diego. So I like rode the Pacific Coast Highway. Uh, it was a really really cool trip, but that was the only time I was in SoCal. So I've never seen like the Culver City or even really Santa Monica or anything. I rode through it really quick, but that's it. All right, cool. Well. I've been in California my whole life. Uh, haven't traveled much. Um, haven't been out to Jersey or uh, out to the East Coast really at all. I went to Fenway Park one time. Okay. Like a, I took like a uh, red eye out there just to go to a game because my pops bought me a ticket because he was out there, and then That's I fl- awesome. and then I flew right back. So no way, like right, like that same day. <laughs> yeah, I was like literally on my days off. It's like <laughs> like red eye slept got up went to fenway went to sleep flew back in the morning dang man dedication now have you ever been to wrigley because that's the other one you gotta go to dude i have not and i i really want to there's a lot of reasons i want to go to chicago um but wrigley is is at the top of the list for sure i'm a huge huge baseball guy so yeah um, as a baseball guy you know those are like the two parks i know fenway is a bucket list for a lot of people um and Fenway's awesome. I saw a game at Fenway a couple of years ago for the first time. It's so uh, clean. It's clean. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's so it's clean there. I like. I got in there, and the first thing I realized was how small it was because I'm used to Dodger Stadium, which is like ninety five thousand capacity, Huge. like six levels. You know what I mean? It's like sure. I got to Fenway, and it's just like strictly business, baseball, and like that's it. Booze. And just yeah, it's just it was great. Yeah, no, they're they're all about it. There's no like, you know, there's no raffles and you know games and all kinds yeah. of stuff. It's just baseball, which was great. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful park, and I love. I stayed out in the outfield, so um, there's like the the under the bleachers like stands. <laughs> you yep. feel like you're in the twenties. Yeah, it's awesome. That's- but Wrigley has that vibe too. Wrigley is like a great. Like I always tell people, go to Wrigley, go, go to a day game because that's really the vibe of Wrigley. Is like going to a bar early, going to the game, and going to a bar in Wrigleyville. You know, after, um, you know, and like the, up until '88, they never even had night games. You know, I think the first night game was in '88. Oh, that's crazy! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they didn't put lights in. Their lights were late. Wow, that's that is pretty late. Day games are the vibe for sure at Wrigley. Nice. Good to know. Um, all right. Well, we're on radio time here, so I'm going to try and see it cover as much as much as we can. Uh, yep. We're live on KZAA 96.5 FM. And uh, what's up to everybody again streaming this episode? Uh, we're live with the grill guy right now, the funniest person on the Internet by far. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Un- <laughs> undebatable topic, in my opinion. Um <laughs> But yeah, man, you, 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 me and my coworkers daily, we're just like, we're just dying every time you post a video, the t-shirt gun or the the t-shirt guy, like the t-shirt gun guy, by far (laughs) my favorite. I'll walk into the office and I'll just start doing the bit in front of my coworker, like with the hand behind the ear. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, the, and then the point at one section, and then the finger shake, like no, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, it's the best. I had a guy on TikTok reach out to me. Actually, he actually did a duet. So he he has like a pretty good following as being like that guy for I think it's the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Jazz or something. I don't know one of the teams out westish, and he duetted me he's like dude this is seriously like what i do and it's a video of him doing the bit i'm doing as one of those guys as like a t-shirt guy <laughs> it's it was so on point it was amazing yeah i don't know i uh I, the night before i was at a brooklyn nets game and uh it was their first playoff game it was actually the play-in game it was their play-in game that had to beat um i don't remember who it was anyway they, atlanta maybe i can't remember yeah, and I was just I was just dying. Like I, I'd always noticed them, but that was the first time I was like, I mean, this is hilarious. Like what these people, <laughs> and like I, uh, I, I I like wondered like, are they actually screaming or are they just <laughs> mouthing it? So then I was like, I'm just gonna do it as me mouthing it, and like, per, and it was like silent and weird. You could just hear me breathing, and I was like, this is it. I'm gonna keep it this. <laughs> so good, man. So good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great. I just I was just doing it today when my coworker was dying. Um, so uh, yeah, and I want to say much respect to you uh, for being a father, being a husband. Um, I have an eight year old son, so I know you know I know what that's like. Um, and you already shared about what you do for work a little bit, I think. Um, but how's having a kid and and being married uh, changed your life? Oh man, my son now is just turned one, June twelfth, and it's just the best thing in the entire world. Like I, it's crazy. I'm sure you can attest to this, how just your priorities totally change when you have a kid. Yeah. Really when you get married, your priorities shift and they change for sure. You know, and you start that process of like building a house and getting ready for eventually having a kid. And then your kids there and suddenly you're like, man, this kid is only awake. Like for a certain hour, you know, babies <laughs> sleep so much. Yeah. And so you're, you want to soak up every second that they're awake, you know? So uh, like your priorities just change. Right. And so, um, you know, this was my first year that I didn't, that I, I didn't teach. I've been teaching for almost a decade. Um, and I had an opportunity, like I said, with this, with this doing things media company, um, they reached out and kind of offered, uh, to like to pay a full-time salary to kind of, you know, as like, a almost like a, a risk or taking a chance on me that, that this thing could turn into something. And they're like, give it a shot, you know? Uh, and, and I was excited for that. But what I really thought about was it gave me an opportunity to be home with my son. And so like, that's really kind of what got me into this whole social media thing was just an opportunity to spend more time with my son. Um, so, you know, I thank God for it because it's turned out great. And it's been really fun and I've loved doing it. Um, but you know, as you can attest, the, the the most important thing is the time you spend with your son and your your wife and your family, and you know those things are what's really important. So yeah, yeah I'm loving, I'm absolutely loving it. Definitely, man. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, that's awesome to have the the opportunity to kind of 
do what you're doing for work now because I it seems like it, it I think that's why your content is so good because it just seems like so natural to you you know like it, it doesn't yeah. like you're not trying too hard and you're hitting a you're hitting a like an element of humor and things that people that's like so relatable and, and it's just you're really good at it so it's awesome that you have all that going for you right now and, and it's allowing you yeah. to spend more time with your you know your wife and, and your son that's awesome yeah and I appreciate you saying that. You know, I try to, like, I guess anything I do, I try to be good at it. Otherwise, what's the point in doing it, you know? And I think when I first started out doing this social media thing, like, I wasn't really good at it, you know? And I you know, I still think I can get better. I don't, you know, I don't, um, I kind of treated it like I treat basketball, that I just tried to get better at it. Like, what works? What didn't work? Like, what was I, like, what did I do to make the funniest video? Like, what was my, like, creative process or whatever? Like, and trying to learn all that because I never really was creative. I mean, I've been a basketball coach and a teacher. So, like, I, you know, I mean, it's creative in a sense, but it's not, not really. It's really just working with people, you know? Man, you got to put together those lesson plans, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, there's there's some creativity in it. and and But a lot of that stuff for me, I think, just, like, happened on the spot, you know? Trying yeah, to, totally. Like, connect with kids or whatever but um yeah it's been fun learning that and you know just trying to get better and and i think what i what i realized is like kind of like you said the less i try the better it is and not not like i'm trying every day i'm not just putting out stupid stuff i'm putting out stuff that i like (laughs) think is good but if i yeah if i like if I try to do something, it's never funny. Like if I try to make a dad joke or I try to make a whatever joke, it's never going to be funny. And some of the stuff I put out isn't funny, you know, like that's natural. I put something out every day. So it's natural that not everything's going to hit, but um, yeah, I try to just do stuff that like happened like <laughs> during the day. <laughs> before. Yeah. It's great that you made the video about the airline ordering drinks on the airline. And then literally that happened to you this morning. It's funny because it happened to me like the day before <laughs> I made that video too. And I just like relived it today. And I so badly just wanted to like make the video. Again. Like, Dang it, I already made this. Yeah. Um, but it's just like Seinfeld, man. It's like there'll be more of those situations forever because that's just yeah. the social okay. aspect. The social aspect of living in the world just is grounds for those things, you know? I just like try to think of like, to me, the quintessential moment is like, do you remember when you were in like uh, middle school and you like, like you got your lunch and let's say for a day you didn't know where you were going to sit? Brutal so like times that feeling of like having your lunch in your hand and walking into the cafeteria not knowing where you're going to sit. It's like, <laughs> talk about, talk about just like, like human torture. Yep. In dumbest situations. I like always try to find adult, um, like adult scenarios of that. Feeling. Totally, man. No, it's you, you're nailing it. Totally. It's great. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to ask you when, uh, when exactly did like the, the grill guy page or like kind of the idea start to formulate? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you the story. So, uh, last June, so really a year, my first post was July 25th. So we're coming up on a year in like two days that I posted my first thing on grill guy. Oh, wow. 
so basically, like I'd say May of last year, um, you know, I had a friend uh, who works for doing things, who's like kind of the business development side of things. He just texted me one day and he's like, yeah, I used to bartend and I was always, you know, I'm just, I'm a goofy person in general. And, you know, just from us hanging out, he, he texted me one day, he's like, Hey man, you know, I'm working for this company and we're trying to come up with like a, a millennial dad cooking show type of situation. And he's like, and every time I think of it, I just picture you in your backyard, like acting like a moron. <laughs> and he's like, would you want to try this? And I'm like, uh okay uh, yeah i'll give it a shot and yeah. he's like Dude, we'll, pay, we'll pay you you know whatever a couple bucks a video and um you know we'll see where it goes from there and i'm like okay i was going into paternity leave because my son was being born in you know early june so i said all right this is perfect i'll be off of teaching and i'll do something fun for the summer and put a couple bucks in my pocket and um so i just started doing it i just i was filming like cooking episodes and like there was an editor that was like chopping them up and putting them into reels and it was okay. I mean, it wasn't really that good. And then one day I was like, I'm going to do a skit. And I did this skit. It's like the first video I ever posted. It's like me picking up dog poop in my backyard. <laughs> and, and it's like so dumb, but like it, it like did pretty well. And I was like, okay, you know, and then I like learned long story short, I started learning how to edit videos and I just was like, I'm just going to kind of take this over and start doing skits. And so I, that's what I did. Like I'd say like November or October, November of this past year, I just started doing skits and they did much better than the cooking videos. And so, and I had much more fun doing them. It felt more natural. Totally. So I started doing that. I just started like, I said, you know what, let me, let me post a video every day, get consistent with it and see where it goes. And, you know, I've been lucky enough that it's been, you know, kind of growing. So, um, yeah, that's basically the story. It's been like less than a year of it. So dude, that's awesome. I think I, yeah, I think I first started following you when you were doing, uh, I think what turned me on to your page was the, uh, you were, you were doing like different kinds of food for like the different regions that were playing Monday night football. Is that Monday night? Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And I thought that was so cool because I'm like Sunday night football, Monday night football are very nostalgic things for me, like was in my household yeah. growing up, you know. And so I just and I just love like sports in the way of like different regions each have such different um, like mini cultures and all that kind of stuff. And so I loved. I always, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I always loved the, you know, like when they would go to commercial on the Monday night football games, whatever city they were in they would go to like the cheesesteak spot or they would go to the, the fish throwing spot. If it was in Seattle, or they'd go to the, Dude, you know, they'd always go to that food spot. You're probably the, you're definitely probably, you're the first person that's ever said that. And probably the last person that will ever say that, that I, that is like my favorite thing. And I'll have to find, I wrote a blog on the page for the radio show about, I can't remember what it was about. It was about like the month of October or something. Cause it's like the best month of sports, one of them. Yeah, and I wrote is. about how, I was watching Sunday night football and they were in Seattle and they were, it was like Seahawks against whoever. And they were, and they were like showing like the ocean and then they were showing, um, you know, Pike place market and they were showing like the Ferris wheel. And I was like, dude, this is so cool. And it like inspired me to write this thing. So there you go. Somebody else gets it. hundred percent, man. And those, and you talk about like nostalgia. Those were like always super nostalgic for me too. Like watching, Monday night football with my pops, you know, in like sixth grade. Um, 
but yeah, man. And so I, 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 I love the idea of the Monday night food wars and I, I, you know, but I, I don't know that like that, that's gotta be a longer form video, you know, totally, like it didn't yeah. really work great as uh, Instagram or TikTok reel. Yeah. Um, but I still love doing them. And so I think that'll be something I definitely revisit. Cause I, I do love cooking and I love grilling and cook and entertaining and cooking for people. Like food is a passion for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I throw those into my stories and stuff and I do recipes here and there. I do a lot of stuff on my Traeger, but like the main crux of my reels have been, uh, you know, as of late, just kind of like these skits. Yeah. So totally. Um, well, thanks for, thanks for, uh, joining me in the Monday, Sunday night football nostalgia. That's, yeah. that's a really <laughs> cool thing, man. The, yeah. And then you just get this, this, the smooth voice of Al Michaels. Nothing like it. Dude, hey, nothing like it. Could fall asleep to it. Now we'll have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, right? I think they just took over Monday Night Football. I, yeah, I think so. I think we've still got Al Al and Chris on Sunday night. Okay, that's good. Well, we'll stick with that. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to ask you about – I am just, like, fascinated by the world of content creators. Like, it's just – it's just – it's wild to me. Like, all the stuff – like what's the one where people just they just eat on camera i can't remember what it's called uh yeah it's like the asmr thing and they literally just put like a mound of food and then they just eat (laughs) yeah it's just like it's like so intense um so i I don't know i'm just fascinated by the, the whole world of content creating it is the wild west it is absolutely the wild west and what hasn't caught up to it is the branding and the and the marketing it has not caught up to it because the truth is like most of us consume most of our entertainment on social media totally like we don't spend three hours in front of a tv anymore and if we even spend two hours in front of the tv we have our phone in our hand not paying attention and scrolling through instagram and tiktok like that's what we're doing totally and the marketing like big corporations don't get that yet. They just don't. And so they're still putting like a lot of these bet, bet, you know, bet places like uh, online betting. They're still advertising on radio and TV. And a few of them are like really advertising with creators. And to me, I'm sitting here like, dude, there's two ways as a consumer of your ad that I could go about this as a potential customer for, let's say betting. Yeah, like FanDuel or something. FanDuel, uh, yeah, whatever company. I listen to a radio ad that you've put all your money into because you hear them on radio. I listen to your radio ad. I'm driving. I forget about your radio ad. I get home. I pull my phone out. Something may spark that I want to put a bet in, but I already have a betting account, so I just go into that one. I don't change. I don't go into, I don't, you'll never get a switch customer, right? Like once you pick one, you stick with it. If they were investing in content creators or like people online, you consume the ad while consuming your other entertainment, just like in radio, but on your phone, you click on the link right there. So, so the consumer doesn't have a time has like, doesn't have the ability to forget about the ad. It's right there. And I can click on it and get it right there. Yep. And so that's how you like, that's how you get customers. Right. Or like even Uber eats or like restaurants. It's like, 
dude, you're consuming it right there. And then you can get it right on your phone and order it to your house right there. Why would you spend money on TV ads? You know? Totally. And, Let's get the just, FanDuel marketing team on the phone right now. Let's get this. <laughs> yeah, or whoever. And it's just like, man, do, do, I just, they haven't caught up yet. And it's like so much more of our entertainment is being consumed on the phone. That's where the easy ads could be. And then not, not to mention, you don't have to hire people to write commercials. Your creators just do it for you. Totally. Just pay them. They just make the commercial. Like, so, you know, I, I think what's going to happen in the next few years is they're going to catch up to it. And you may get a watered-down version of, of creators, right? Because you're going to see yep. a lot more people getting into it. And so, like commercials. Commercials were really good way back when. Or, you know, maybe they never were. They're watered down, right? So maybe that'll happen in creators. But I think what'll, what will happen is the really good creators will, you know, they'll be on top. Like, there's so many really, really funny, hilarious creators that, make videos that are consistently funny, you know, and there's a lot that aren't, but there's a lot that are so totally. Yeah. I think that space is going to grow. Totally. Um, dude, let's get, we got to get Tommy Winkler on the show, man. Dude, he's my favorite. <laughs> dude. I love Tommy Winkler. I love Tommy Winkler. And I so <laughs> bad want to do a, um, like a, a remake of his video, but I don't want to do it. Immediately. Yet, so like he didn't respond to my DM. I DM'd him once and he didn't see it. But I want, I know, come on, bro. Um, but I want to do, you know, how he like eats and he does like, um, he's like, eat at McDonald's all day. And he tries to, he's like, that's good. I want to make one that's like, drink 15 different beers. And I just drink the beer. I'm like, oh, that's good. And I drink the next beer. I'm like, oh, that's really good. Dude, like, I'm sure you'd be down. I know he would, but I just I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it without him being like that's cool because I don't want him to make it seem I'm like making fun of him because I'm yeah. like a fan. I Dude, me too. Yeah, I think he's great. <laughs> totally. Um, right on. Well, thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, <clears throat> that world of uh, the content creating world is is just crazy to me. I, I I got a lot of respect for it. Um, I I think it's and I I agree with everything that you're saying about it. Um, totally makes sense. Um, yeah. All right, let's. Uh, we're right here on KZAA ninety six point five FM. Uh, we're still talking to the grill guy. Um, and what's up again, everyone who's streaming this episode? Thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna transition. We're gonna talk uh, talk some barbecuing because. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna say I will say this. I'm almost seven years sober, so uh, I no longer drink alcohol. It's better the world is better for the world is better uh because of it and i'm vegan i hope you don't mind i hope you don't mind if i'm having a or if i mention the cocktail oh dude not at all okay. no i'm a i'm a drug and alcohol counselor i you know awesome. i'm really involved in diy music i'm around weed and alcohol and stuff all the time it doesn't yeah. doesn't bother me at all um so that's really cool though, brother I yeah love that. and uh, i'm also vegan so i hope i don't lose points oh, <laughs> I know. I love, uh, I have, I'm not, I'm not anti-meat or anything like that. Um, nothing like that, but I can vibe hard with like a Shasta Tiki punch and a Beyond Burger on the barbecue still, just so you know. No, I, dude, I like people think, uh, maybe the, maybe people don't think it, but I think, I think people think that vegan food like can't be as good. Vegan, I've had, vegan food can be fire. <laughs> Totally. Like, 
And you can still like, so like I haven't had vegan barbecue, but I'll tell you what, I would try it and I would love it. I'm sure. I'm sure there's like some good stuff. Cause I know like, even like, I know it's not vegan, but like quiche, I've done like baked things on smokers. And I'm telling you the level of like the smoke flavor adds different levels, like to anything. It doesn't have to be me. Dude, totally. I mean, yeah, but it's, yeah, I just wanted to say like I can still vibe though with a soda and a and a a soda and a and like a cob of corn too, you know? Like it's <laughs> I find yeah, ways cuz cuz I'll say yeah. uh barbecuing to me is very very nostalgic too. Like growing up in Southern California, spending a lot of time at the beach, a lot of time yep. at, at at the pool, a lot of time hanging out, you know, drinking beer. Be, you know Budweiser and carne asada that was like our thing in high school oh. like that was like our you know and um yeah so uh barbecue vibes are big time man big time vibes um so you gotta There's put nothing. me you gotta put me on game dude i the Tra- traeger's new to me um not sure what 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 it is or what's the what's the uh what's the hype so i know that's yeah. your i know that's your get down so give us the rundown I'll give you the rundown. Now, a lot of barbecue purists will call me a fraud, and I'm fine with that. Like, because you know what? <laughs> um, also, like, I think the worst type of people are the people that try to tell other people how to enjoy the things they want to enjoy. Dude, like, dude, 100%. If the guy likes ketchup on his hot dog, let him have ketchup. <laughs> Who cares, dude? Like, you really care? And people will leave comments that aren't just like, oh, you shouldn't have ketchup. They'll be like, you're an idiot. Like, dude, what a loser. It's like, dude, are you a grown up? Big yeah. time haters. Like, dude, like, who cares? So, yeah, I get a lot of flack for – first I got flack for my grill at first was, was propane. Because, sorry, if I'm grilling up chicken for me and my wife for dinner, like, I don't want to spend 45 minutes heating up charcoal. Like, it's valid, dude. Yeah. I want to do it, dude. Like, there's time and place for charcoal. I love charcoal. Tailgates, charcoal. Cookouts, charcoal. There's a there's an experience for charcoal. There's also a time for gas grill. Yeah. The, 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 what the Traeger is, is the, the Traeger is a, what's called a wood pellet smoker. So... Traditional smokers, you literally get like hunks of wood and you just start a fire. Like you start your own fire on like a side, on like the side of the grill and the smoke kind of goes into the grill and you, and you as the barbecue pit master have to like make sure you control your fire. Okay. What the Traeger does is the Traeger takes all of that out. So literally a Traeger is like you pour pellets into a like container basically that's a, that's attached to the grill and you set you like type in 250 and it it all automatically makes a fire that's 250 degrees so high tech barbecue but yeah it's high tech so barbecue purists and and like i don't blame them for it people that have spent years <laughs> and years perfecting their craft to learn how to like control fires are like dude you're cheating that's cool. I'm, but I'm yeah. not trying to be like a barbecuer. I'm not trying to be like, I just want to make good food. You know? Totally. Yeah, totally. So, so, um, so, but that's why the Traeger is so great. And the one I have had, so it's like foolproof. You literally like you put your meat on, you put a thermometer into the meat that is tracked digitally, like on your phone. So you set what temperature you want your meat to come off at. 
it sends a notification, bing, like your meat is now at 165 degrees. And then you, you know, wrap it or do whatever and then put it back on the grill. And then when it gets to 200, it's like, bing, your meat is now at 200. So you really, it makes the barbecuing process foolproof. Like anybody can make really good barbecue, you know, but it's easier. So like, you know, for people, again, people that are purists, they're like, oh, it's cheating. But for people like me who just want to have good barbecue and want to have fun doing it and, you know, have a couple of drinks, you know, waiting for the meat to get done or like, like really the best is Thanksgiving turkeys on the smoker. Oh yeah. Matched, unmatched. Perfection. So it's unreal. I spatchcocked, which isn't a curse. That's just a, that's a, <laughs> a real term. My turkey. <laughs> and, um, it's an actual culinary term. Okay. And, and, um, you lay the chicken flat and I'm telling you, man, it cooks evenly and it's just, it was the best Turkey. Ever. It was actually the first time that I was like, this Turkey is really good as opposed to like the Turkey's Turkey, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what exactly, can you break that down? Can you break spatchcock down for us? Sure. So spatchcocking is when you take the Turkey you cut off all the, you know, gizzards and things in the middle, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then you cut along both sides of the spine and you cut all those bones, those like rib bones, back bones, whatever. Okay. With um, shears. So you take the spine out and then you flip the turkey over and kind of open it up almost like a picture, like almost like you're butterflying, but you're, you're kind of taking the breast and the wings and putting them on each side and then you you push it down and you break the breast bone and it lays flat. Okay. I see. Got you. Yeah. And it, what, what it does is it allows the, the breast to cook much more evenly with the thigh and everything else. And so it just comes out just incredible. Like it's super juicy on the smoker and I lay a, um, bake a weave of bacon on top so that the bacon fat, Bacon fat just soaks into the turkey, and let me tell you, that's incredible. That sounds great. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so I think you kind of answered it, but as you're breaking down the, the the technological process of the Traeger, I mean, you're you're the outcome of your food is probably better than you could ever you could ever do. Like it's probably top notch every time. It is. Like I, um, I'll say that like the best pulled pork I ever had, I've made. That's awesome, I, dude. Because I've gotten I've gotten better at it, but that's also like again, I'm not. It's probably the easiest barbecue to do. What's really hard is like brisket. I've made a couple briskets and they were okay. They weren't great. I've made a couple ribs. The first time I did ribs, I didn't do very well on it. Second time, I did much better. They were very very good. But that's also the the fun part about excuse me barbecuing is even on a Traeger when it's quote unquote foolproof, there's still certain things you like and certain things you don't like. Or certain things your family likes, certain things your family doesn't like. So you toy with like different things, different rubs, different methods. There's a million different methods for ribs. Some people wrap them, some people don't. You know, some people dry rub, some people saw, some people there's a million different ways you could do it. Yeah. Um, so that's like the fun it is experimenting with all those different things, you know? And at the end you get a really good meal. So um yeah, it, to me, it's like it's really the joy of cooking. I just love cooking. Totally. Uh, and like again, now being like a family guy, like I love when I cook something and my one-year-old son's like eating it up. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> such a, yeah, it's awesome, dude. It's I know. So it, 
I sent you the picture of the uh, someone. You know, I work at a, a treatment center, uh, like a nonprofit treatment center, and yep. we get a lot of uh, do- clothes donations and stuff. And I went in the back to grab some clothes for a guy who didn't have anything today. And I'm like, look, I look up and there's a Traeger hat. <laughs> Love that Traeger hat on the. Uh, you gotta send me. Uh, you gotta send me the address and I'll like whatever because I get you know I get a bunch of merch and I, I can't house all this merch. So oh, dude. I'll, uh, yeah. Great clothes. I'll send it out to you. Dude, totally. Yeah. W- w- that would be great. Um, side note, we have something in common. I, from 22 to 25, three and a half years or so, I worked at a residential treatment center as well for teenage, for teenage boys. Dude, that is so awesome. Yeah. So I, I do I was in that world. Um, I, I was very much in that world, you know, like the, and you, you know, you, you know, a residential centers are like for for teenagers they're they're difficult sometimes but uh oh yeah yeah i've never worked at a uh i've never worked with anyone other than adults but i mean it's uh yeah i'm sure it's 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 wild yep yeah (laughs) that's awesome man yeah that's that's great um okay uh i wanted i wanted you to if you can uh break down for us what exactly a cruiser is um and then so summertime is here Love summer. It's my favorite time of year, minus the lack of sports other than baseball. Um, yeah. So I wanted you to, if you could break down what a cruiser is and then give us your favorite BBQ combination, beverage and food, and uh, tell us how you're going to spend the summer. Okay. So cru- I'll just give you the story of how cruisers were born. So I've been calling beers cruisers since I, I actually think where I got it was um, uh, I love you, man. You know, the movie, I love you, man. Where oh, Paul yeah. Rudd. So there's outtakes where he's like, sure. I'll snake a nice cold cruiser. And I just thought that that was like so dumb. And I like, as like a early twenties, I'd be like, yeah, I'll snake a cruiser. And That's so awesome. all them cruisers, but where garage cruiser came from, which is really what is like the thing that, like a lot of my followers do and kind of what like first popped off of my page is yeah. when my wife and I bought a house, I, I literally was like, I have, I don't care about anything in the house. You choose whatever you want. I'm going to buy a nice fridge for our garage and it's going to be stocked with beer always. That's amazing. Cause I just, and you know what? It could be soda too. It doesn't matter, but something about, walking out to the garage it's always colder than the other fridge yep and getting a nice cold beverage from the garage fridge is different and that's what i wanted i want a garage fridge i felt like i'd make it well what i found was especially the first few weeks there is every time i go take the trash out i i'd sneak a quick little sip i'd go i'd sneak you know it's thursday i'll sneak a little cruiser yeah sure i'll sneak and then when i started when i started filming for grill guy, I just film myself like taking the trash out and then I'd sneak like a beer, a quick beer and you got to chug it down really fast. So what it is, is literally it's like, it's always filmed from the fridge and you crack it and you cough when you open it. So you get <coughs> and like open it to hide the crack, right? The crack. <laughs> you suck it down. But what happens is you can never chug a full one because it's cold. The cold always gets you. Yep. So, you chug it down, cold always gets you, you finish it up, and that's it as far as that one goes. And that's it. You just throw it back. So it's literally just like sneaking a beer in your garage. It's awesome. <laughs> I whatever. love it. Some people have sent in like 
uh, like like Jameson cruisers. I'm like, gee. <laughs> Jameson Creek. <laughs> and then when I like I was trying to take the I, I, I like was, was cutting back and I would start doing just club sodas. I just throw back like a bubbly just to try to get the hydration. They yeah, as well. That's great. Pretty soon you're gonna get someone on there that's gonna do like that's gonna chug like a Jameson like a handle of Jameson cruiser. <laughs> like, no, I'm not reposting that dude. You might have more bigger issues there. I know. So um, that's the first part. The second part is, you said, uh, uh, food like food and beer and beer, yeah. food and beverage combination. So or me, yeah, barbecue beverage, barbecue beer combo. What's your what's your go to? What's your favorite? What are you going to be kicking off this summer the most? So, like I know this is more of a fall football thing, but I'm thinking of it as like late summer. To me, the best combination. It's just me. Maybe it's nostalgia or whatever is Buffalo wings, like hot Buffalo wings and rolling rock. I just, oh, oh my goodness. You're talking my language here. <laughs> I love uh, ice cold rolling rock and Buffalo wings. It's just kind of, again, it's, it's a nostalgia thing. Whenever we go to my uncle's house in Jersey, we always get these from our, you know, local wing spot, uh, grilled Buffalo wings and, um, and we just, we have, we always have rolling rocks and it's just like the best summer pool. You know, we're out by his pool eating out of a huge tin with 150 wings. It's amazing. It's, yeah. It takes me back. So that that's the best food. Covered. I know it's not barbecue, but no, it does summer for me. No, totally. Yeah. Wings are, uh, yeah. Being vegan, the definitely Buffalo wings. What I miss the most. I know I'd like missing things is weird. Cause I could just eat it if I wanted to, but yeah, Buffalo yeah, wings, no, Buffalo wings and beer is just that's yeah it's like peanut butter and jelly they're like top i think i think for me the best food beverage combinations are wings and beer i think a really good pizza and an ice cold like cola i personally like pepsi over coke Ooh, so that's pizza, a hot take pizza and a cola i love yep and, and like any sort of hot um chocolate dessert uh and red wine i love like chocolate and red wine. Okay. So you're doing like a, maybe a lava cake and a red wine. Or yeah. Like whatever, <laughs> any type of hot, it used to be milk. It used to be like that and milk, but I just don't like milk anymore. And I just think chocolate and red wine just goes together very well. Yeah. Respect. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, all right. Well, we're, <clears throat> we, we're still good on time. I want to get a little, just if you don't mind sharing before we, before we finish on a, on a solid sports run, um, just yeah. a little bit of background. Like, so grew up in the burbs of Chai town. Um, and just a little bit about like where you grew up exactly, what your life was like, uh, growing up. Yeah. So I grew up in, I split time between the suburbs of Chicago and, um, and central Jersey, like right outside of Trenton. I lived, uh, kind of both places. I had mom out in Jersey and dad in Chicago. Okay. Um, grew up playing sports my whole life, football, baseball, basketball. Nice. Um, so always a really big uh, sports fan and just always was super active. Um, then I uh, so I finished high school in Chicago, and then I went out to Temple, um, Temple University, and partied three years of my life away. <laughs> 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 had a good time, but kind of had a um, – 
like an existential crisis, I'd say, like halfway through my junior year where I was just like, man, I, I feel like I took a wrong turn somewhere. So yeah, uh, I actually, it's crazy. I've never told this story publicly, but I, uh, I decided I wanted to go play like division three basketball and I like quit drinking. This is like in the middle of college. I quit drinking. I was working out like three, three hours a day during the semester. And then when the semester ended like four hours a day, like I literally, I, I mean, I was nuts in the gym. Nice. And went to uh, the school Bridgewater State in Massachusetts and tried out for the basketball team. And I was 21 years old. It was just too little, too late. And I was never going to be that good. I mean, I, like, I think at best I was like maybe an okay Division three basketball player, but I, it was too little, too late. So didn't work out up there. Um, but I learned a lot, man. I'll tell you what, that those six months, like I, I, uh, I really fully changed like my life and like. You know, like I said, you have a goal. My goal was to make the basketball team, and I, I, at the end of the day, I didn't. Um, but I learned a lot about myself, right, which was important. And um, so I was out of school for a couple of years, and that's when I got a job um, at this residential treatment center that had tuition reimbursement. And so I worked there for a few years, was able to go back to school while I was working there. I was working overnight shifts. I was working at restaurants on the side. I was just kind of doing everything I could to get myself through school. Um, and finally did, I think I was 25, almost 26 when I graduated <laughs> with my undergrad. Um, and I knew I always wanted to teach and I always wanted to coach basketball. So, you know, I was just working towards that. Um, so my senior year of college, one of my professors, this was in Philly, told me about this program in New York city called the New York city teaching fellowship. So, um, I applied to that. I luckily got in. It's a really hard program to get into. I got into it. And I started teaching in 2013, and it just so happened, literally the year I got there, um, the school was starting their uh, sports program. So I, uh, I was lucky enough to take over their basketball program, like my first year of teaching. So at 25, I was the head varsity basketball coach at a high school with like 2,000 kids, and like I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome, man. That's it was awesome. Really cool. So that first year we went 0 and 14. We lost the game by 102 points at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we were not competitive. Big spread there. Uh, it was a big spread, <laughs> but uh, but by our third varsity year we were fourth. We were ranked fourth in the city. We were like 21 and three, I think our overall record was. Um, so we really turned things around and. Um, I ended up getting a job as an assistant at York College, which is a Division three basketball program in New York City. And I was there for two years. And then I got sick. I actually got cancer. I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Um, so I, I stepped away from coaching. I went through like three and a half, four months of chemotherapy. So that really kicked my tail. Um, Dang, so glad, you're, glad you're all right, man. Glad yeah, you're all yeah. right. I'm uh, one testy down, but you know, other than that, I'm, I'm feeling yeah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so then I, uh, in that process, I got married and I, I decided I wanted to go back to the high school ranks. So I, I took a job coaching at a high school in New Jersey and I'm still there. I'm still actually the, the head varsity basketball coach there. So, dude, um, awesome. Yeah, that's kind of my story, man. And in the meantime, I somehow got hooked up in social media and, <laughs> I've been feeling myself acting like a moron for the last <laughs> year. 
Dude, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I'm really yeah. glad. I'm really glad I asked you that, and uh, that's so much respect to you um, as somebody who's came out of a really kind of like uh, yeah, I, I came out of a really bad bad place, bad time, yep. um, and I got sober, um, started going to school. Um, I was like borderline maybe D3 baseball player, but yeah. uh, too much partying, too much, basically just gave up on that because partying and all that stuff took over yep. my life in my senior year um, of high school. So, um, but yeah, man, really like, I really, really relate to okay. all that and much respect to you. I, I started going to school, I graduated, last year with my associate's degree in social behavioral science and got my state counseling certifications and all that stuff. And I'm, yeah, I'm uh, one year out from getting my undergrad and it's like uh, BA in psych. And, um, yeah, so I relate to that a lot that, that, and I bet you like sharing that and looking back on it, you probably feel really proud of yourself and it's a good feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. I think, uh, you know, as corny as it sounds, adversity really breeds character. Totally. So when you, um, you know, e e even when your adversity is self-inflicted, which it was. <laughs> totally. You know, yep. In my case, I'm sure maybe a little bit in your case too. And 100%. It doesn't matter. Adversity is adversity, right? And being able to like persevere through that is, it just gives people, you can kind of tell like when people have been through some adversity. Yeah. And so very like, humble it's humbling yeah it is and like i always say like this is why i love coaching basketball because basketball is really like the best metaphor for life because one it's a game of runs right which life is if, if it's anything life is definitely a game of runs like totally. it's going your way and then it's not going your way and then it's going your way and then it's not going your way and so if you can persevere through those like times when it's not going your way you know, crazy things can happen. Like, look at you, you're on the radio, you know, <laughs> who, would have thought, who would have thought like however many years ago you'd be doing that, you know, and helping people through a time where you probably didn't think you'd be able to get through it. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. like that stuff happens, man. And you know, I, I again, I, I, my, I don't use my platform to try to motivate in any, you know, sense of the imagination just cause you know, it's just been like a lighthearted thing, but um, I don't lose sight of it. Like I'm grateful every single day. And you know, it, what it does is it allows you to appreciate like the small moments, right? Like when you get to spend time with your kid or when you get to, yep. you know, have a family cookout or watch Monday night football, you know, those yeah. things mean more after you've been through some stuff, you know, totally. And like, I imagine and just so you know, I always vote your over on your basketball score. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always dropping the over. <laughs> when I, uh, I realized that whenever I set the, whenever I get cocky with the over, it's always under. And then whenever <laughs> I go humble with the over under, I a lot of times get over, <laughs> you know, but I also like this team that I play, like, I have no business being on this team. It's all former professional basketball players. That's awesome. Team, either they're currently a college basketball. We have two kids that play with us that are, One's a Division three basketball player and one's a Division a Division one basketball player right now. If if that's not them, everybody else has played professionally in Europe, right? Or where some of them still play professionally now in three on three, and then it's just like me, the chubby kid in the corner. <laughs> so like, it's very hit or miss. If I'm not hitting my threes, like it's it's you know I'm I'm going under. Like but if I can, 
if I can knock him down from the outside, then then I'll I usually get I usually hit the over. I'm sitting. I think like the over under is really six. If I get six points a game, I'm happy. And every once in a while, I'll get a fifteen or a thirteen or a seventeen. But that's that's the rarity. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just wanted to bring that up because you know. I just very similar life experience as you and uh, being able to get back out on, I mean, to me, it's like still like the baseball field. Cause I play shortstop. Yeah. I play shortstop and I play like I'm playing baseball. So it's a very similar thing where it's like, yeah, now I've, you know, everything's kind of come full circle and now I get to go out, you know, and there's like these big sober softball tournaments, which are just like so cool, but I get to go out on the baseball field still, you know, once a week and feel sure. and field ground balls and hit and hang out with people. And it's just like, it's yeah, it's cool. And like, be like, you know, I still play softball and it's fun. It's just great. It's just like, you're outside, you're having fun, you're doing something productive. You're right, man. It's the best. Yep. All right. We're going to take the last little chunk of time. We're going to spread the over, lay the minus plus points on the money line, take the under yeah. plus the over and parlay it. Well, you got to tease. Well, you got to tease whether you're going to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tease, tease it left or right tease it away and then you can buy the points back dude yeah. that uh video you did was like i was dying because i'm definitely that guy i mean i've I, I don't I don't really bet because you can't bet in California like it's like it's not legal here yet so like it's you can only do like player props and stuff yeah. um but like I'm totally like I've racked I've racked my brain trying to figure out how all that stuff works it's legal in Jersey and a lot of my friends are like avid gamblers I'm not and so I like that was inspired this one time like when I first downloaded uh, I first downloaded a uh, an app, and I was just like trolling my friend group, like my my group chat, just being like, "So how do I do this?" And like I knew how to do it, but I was just like really trying to just basically just anger them on like a Tuesday night, and I was in tears because I would and <laughs> over and over again, and I'd be like, "Well, then how do you tease it over the money line?" That's what I'm trying to figure out. They'd be like, "You don't tease it." And I'm like, I get it, but I'm trying to use it over the money line. <laughs> and they just, it was so funny. It was the, like the best troll job I ever had. I was literally in tears. My wife had to go upstairs. She's like, you are a psycho. <laughs> yeah, good oh, it's amazing. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to ask favorite teams, uh, MLB, NBA. I think I know you're a Bears fan, right? A Bears fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously I grew up in Chicago. I'm a, Bears, Bears fan is like my number one team of all teams. Okay, I uh, I love the Cubs too, but I, being honest, I'm not like as big of a baseball fan as I am other sports. So okay. it's really like, you know, baseball and hockey. It's hard to get involved until like the playoffs come. Like, gotcha. So I follow here and there, and I check up on things, but like I'm not gonna sit here and say I watch Cubs games or like in Jersey like get the streaming to watch Cub games. I don't. But when it's on, okay. I watch it. Okay. Um, but I never really, even though I grew up in Chicago, I was never really a big, like, Bulls fan. Like, I I really started watching basketball, like, after Jordan, really. You know, when it was, like, Eddie Curry, you know, what Eddie Curry, I think is who it was. And, like, I can't even really remember who was on those early 2000s like, Bulls teams. Yeah, it was, like, Mercer, even Jay Williams was on those teams. Ron Artest was on those teams. Yep. And they were they're good players, but they're all bad. Yeah, I just remember it was like Jordan, and then because I'm 30, so I I was like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. it was like Jordan, and then I remember Derrick Rose. 
That's like about yeah. it. And when so when Derrick Rose was there, I like followed, but like I really I didn't like the NBA. Like I really was a college basketball fan, even as a kid. I was like the college product is so much better, I think. Um so I didn't really have an NBA team. And then I moved up to New York and I listened to tons of sports radio, as my Instagram will tell you. And, totally, yeah. Uh, and I just got really into the Knicks, I'd say, in like 2013 when I moved out here. So I'm I'm like a de facto Knicks fan. And okay. I, and that's fraudulent to a lot of people because it's like I'm not from New York. But I I just I hear more about the Knicks than anything else. So I, I really root for the Knicks. Um, but my basketball team of all basketball teams is is uh, the Villanova Wildcats. I'm a big Nova guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so And it was more so for Jay Wright, and he's no longer there. But um I'll, i'm still kind of you know following them i think kyle neptune's gonna do a great job he's a really really good coach so yeah those are kind of my teams okay forgive me because i'm 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 up on i'm not up on college basketball i follow march madness obviously but nova did did they just win the championship no they were in the final four though they snuck into the final four okay and okay uh, uh unc and uh was it, it wasn't it was a duke yeah. Kansas. Kansas. So okay. Was Duke, UNC, Kansas, and Nova. Got you. Kansas beat Nova and then beat UNC, and UNC had beat Duke. Okay, but Nova four. got one in the last like five years, right? Nova has two since 2016. We got 2016, 2016, uh, and 2018. Okay, nice. Nice. Battles those. So, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Okay, I'm gonna hit. We're we're getting close to time. Um, cool. The Bears, the Bears, <laughs> the Bears. So, uh, real quick on the Knicks. Love the Knicks. I don't have. I'm a I'm a big time like diehard. Like I get emotional when they lose. Dodgers fan. Um, okay. But outside of that, I kind of just love sports and players yeah. and certain teams. And I don't really have like a team where it hurts if I lose. If they lose, yeah. other than the Dodgers. Um, I love the Knicks. The Knicks are cool. There's something about the Knicks. Just the vibe, the you know, 80s, 90s, like Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, I was a huge Stephon Marbury fan. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see the Knicks come back. And they kind of they kind of teased a little a little run. They made it to the first round and won that game. And everyone was like, they won the finals. <laughs> I'm just hoping. I really am just hoping. There's a scenario where Jalen Brunson becomes a Nick. I'll be the happiest man in the world. Yeah, that that'd be sick. Um, yeah, so I I, I I like the Knicks too. Um, but okay, the Bears. Love the Bears. When I was, God was when I was younger. It was uh, Erlacher. You know, Erlacher was was yeah. the man when I was when I was growing up watching the Bears. Rex Grossman. You know, obviously that season. Uh, yep. Devin Hester, Forte. Oh, I always used Forte and Madden. He he was great. <laughs> um, but the Bears are plus sixty five hundred to win the Super Bowl. Are we? <laughs> should we throw down a? Should we throw down a C note on the Bears or what? <laughs> um, we could. I I think the uh, I have a bet with somebody with a friend, just a one on one bet, where. Uh, I bet that the Bears will win a playoff game before the Giants will, and I'm I'm holding to that. So I'm just hoping for one playoff win. I don't think it's going to come this year, but I think in the next couple of years, I think Justin Fields is going to do his thing. Um, you know, Pace is really 
completely reworked the entire uh, roster. Uh, so I have faith in him, and I think in the next few years we'll build a good team. Um, you just got to hope that Justin Fields is the guy. I think he's yeah. So that's such an interesting uh, bet. Bears win a playoff game before the Giants. No timeline, right? Just whoever wins one first. Whoever wins first, the other person, you know, they pay him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah, the Bears are in like a, a, a both divisions are kind of mediocre. So, yeah. um, and you see, like, <sighs> problem is, is the Packers, right? They win it every year. But how long is Rodgers going to be there? Is he going to be there a couple more years? Who knows? So, I think the division in the next couple of years could really be up for grabs. For sure. And so Trubisky's out, right? He's, he's Trubisky's out. Pittsburgh. So the Trubisky experiment failed. Yeah. Horrible pick. <laughs> horrible. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, Kevin, Mr. Grill guy, unfortunately, you know, this is radio. We do the slot. We're yeah. at, we're out. We get it done. We don't do four hour podcasts and edit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I want to thank you, you so much for having me on, man. I really do. Yeah. Well, it was a great, great talk. Uh, great conversation. Um, love everything you do. Uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch, man. Let's get, let's get yeah. Tommy Winkler to get a reply. I mean, you know, right. I'll you work know, on it. Dude, we'll do it. We'll do a double air time. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Have a enjoy uh enjoy the City of Angels for the rest of the time you're here. Take yeah. care and uh we'll talk soon. I appreciate you, brother, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Peace. All right.